trust yourself for a reason. Trust yeah. yourself. And yeah. kind of learning how to trust my own intuition and my own thoughts and my own feelings. You're projecting. And yeah. you're projecting that onto me. Like, it's just projection on projection. Yeah. You know? And it's like, wait, hold on. Can we <laughs> Where are we? What are we doing? Oh, no. special guest joining me. This is my good friend Becca and we wanted to bring you an episode on tarot, how to empower yourself through tarot, how to learn to trust yourself, trust your intuitions, and trust the connection that you're making with yourself, your decisions, where you want to take yourself in the future. Tarot is definitely something that a lot of us use it to look for love but we should be using it to look for love within ourselves, look for the answers within ourselves. I do want to mention this is not necessarily an episode on how to read tarot, but more ways to look at how you're applying it to your life. If you are an advanced tarot reader, this may not be the episode for you, but you might like to listen to it just for a little bit of insight. For me, tarot was scary before I knew what it was. I don't want to open myself to spirits. I don't want anything to think that I'm open to it coming in. I don't want anyone thinking they know me. You know, it was just all scary to me. I don't want anyone thinking that they know my secrets and these cards know my secrets and it freaks me out. I guess before I was always kind of reluctant about whether or not tarot cards were real or they were really magical. And the way that it was described and I thought made a lot more sense and that I kind of internalized was that the, it's not that the cards themselves are like magical cards, but that they're used as a messenger mm-hmm. from the divinity, if you're religious, from God in a way, kind of sending you messages through the cards right? rather than the cards themselves speaking to you yeah it's true a lot of people i think misunderstand energy and how energy works cards are just revealing to you what it is you're already saying on the inside yeah sometimes we need that structure to be there in order for us to be like okay i hear you i think that the cards have helped me a lot almost in a therapy kind of way Mm -hmm. when i first got my cards the book that i've been reading how to read tarot suggested that I keep a journal and I just pull two cards every day mm-hmm. um, I don't have to ask any specific question I'm just kind of pulling two cards and reading them and then writing down what they mean I sometimes write a little blurb about what happened that day or something and I can refer to it later but it kind of kept me on track I felt like the cards had a lot of wise things to say mm-hmm. just kind of things that you maybe need to hear very insightful yeah very insightful things so even if they weren't like magical or anything like that it was kind of just like a little therapy session of like yeah. hey stay on the track or go within yourself take time for yourself treat yourself these little mm-hmm. messages these little kind of little divine messages it's kind of nice working with tarot because sometimes you get to have that insight beforehand so it'll warn you be cautious of this type of thing coming up And even though you don't know exactly what it is, the energy around it just making you be like, okay, cool. So I won't overreact when something happens. It is just all part of the path. I trust it. Let's keep going. Keep going. I think that helped. It was helpful for me writing them down too, because something may not make sense to you at the time. You get a warning saying, 
somebody will give you a truth that is like a cold, hard truth that you're not going to want to hear. So kind of internalize it, but you kind of might just forget about the card in a way yeah. too. But if you write it down, it's kind of like keeping a journal. And then you read back and you're like, oh, crap, on this day it said blah, blah, blah. And, you know, maybe that at that point it's happened and mm-hmm. you're like, wow. But So now going back and reflecting, it all makes sense. Yeah. Having it in the back of your mind too and being like, oh, yeah, I read that card and it said this. And then when it does happen, you're maybe like, oh what the cards were saying this is maybe how I can react to it but because you've already had the insight then you're like okay cool so what am I actually supposed to take from this instead of reacting to this you know what I mean because I feel like sometimes people are so quick to react to situations that they're not actually getting the message or the lesson that they're supposed to get and instead they just leave a conversation like offended or something but don't actually learn anything from it yeah when you're a little more in tune with your tarot and reading those every day and you get those warning signs, then you don't take those things personal. Instead, you like see it for what it is so that you can truly move forward. Yeah. It's interesting that a lot of the cards I've been pulling the last probably month or so have been all about like completion of a cycle, purging toxic yeah. energy. And it's just kind of funny because I've had a falling out with a friend of, of 10 years and you know recently kind of dated a guy for a short period of time we had sort of a you know bad ending as well Mm -hmm. and so I kind of feel like it ties in with that it's you know that I'm kind of starting to create these boundaries and kind of purge these people that are not really serving me anymore and even reading the cards even though I already know these things they kind of just reminders like yeah don't forget that this is what you're doing like keep moving forward don't let people discourage you it's like your little bowling bumpers you know like when you start to go in the gutter it's like no no I got you it's okay keep going (laughs) Pins are straight ahead. (laughs) Even if you only hit two, it's fine. So would you say going into situations before having the inside of your tarot versus with having the inside of the tarot? Like, do you notice huge differences in how you handle the situations or afterwards where you're like, I should have read my cards on that? I don't know. I think that sometimes I have ideas about things. I mean, I think with the falling out with a friend and Mm -hmm. then the guy that I was dating, I kind of had that idea in my head of like the purging, you know, the negative energy and creating these boundaries and little reminders in my brain. So it like gave you that little extra bit of confidence to where like, no, I am supposed to be standing up for myself and you can't. I'm on the right course. I think the other thing that really resonated with me was that a lot of the cards kind of encourage you to listen to your intuition Mm -hmm. and to go with your gut and to really kind of tap into your clairvoyance in a way. Also giving you the message that everything that you need is within yourself. And the energy that you put out towards other people, you should also put into yourself. That you also need you. Like you should come first, you know? There's two ways to treat something that's selfish. There's the way that is degrading to yourself in a type of self and that goes along with like being more on the narcissistic type of selfish and then there's the selfish where it's like no I have to take care of myself otherwise if I don't there's no way I can give back anything because I don't have anything yeah I think it is important for people to decipher the difference between those two because selfish isn't always being a negative selfish it's good to be selfish for yourself sometimes yeah it was interesting because when I was dating this guy for the short period of time I was questioning myself I had kind of a weird feeling about him but I felt like I was making it up it was something Mm -hmm. that I was creating you know, that I was sabotaging myself and that that feeling that I had about him wasn't real. And then two different cards I read around that time told me, if something doesn't feel right, it's not right. Yeah. Go with your gut. And I'm yeah. thinking like, okay, maybe it's telling me that these feelings that I'm having, you know, trust I'm having yourself. for a reason. Trust yeah. yourself. And yeah. kind of learning how to trust my own intuition mm-hmm. and my own thoughts and my own feelings. This generation between 35 and 25, the way our relationships have gone, communication is so not there in the way that it needs to be. So we're not treating people 
properly. And then what happens is you get in situations where you you want to speak about what it is that's bothering you, but you're not fully comfortable with the other person that you're with. And it just blows my mind that people aren't willing to have those conversations with each other to, to clarify those things. And then you have partners who are so adamant about being defensive that they just immediately start gaslighting you when you're talking about something that you know is not right. Yeah, and I think that that was really that card that I read where it said, you know, go with your gut feeling. If mm-hmm. it doesn't feel right, it isn't right. Really helped me with that guy that I was dating because when I ended things, he tried to gaslight me and mm-hmm. point the blame on me saying that I was wrong and that I was misinterpreting and that I was doing this and I was doing that. And I had that reminder in my head of, no, you know that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, maybe there is a sliver of truth. There's something coming from what he's saying. But that doesn't mean you need to just take it as blatant truth. Right. You You can still have your own opinion. You can still stand on your ground. Yeah. And you can still trust in yourself. Right, right. And just because that's his perception of you doesn't mean that that needs to be your perception of yourself. Because a lot of times people, when they're in situations where they don't like what someone spoke to them, whether it be true or not, it's like their ego talking, their ego and their narcissist. And sometimes I feel like people don't even know the words that are coming out of their mouth. Yeah. And it's almost a state of verbal blackout. You have this friend that you know you've been friends for a long time. You feel comfortable with them on a subconscious level to where something about your card thinks it's okay to say all of those things because you've known them for a long time. But had you not read those things about your card and had that confidence in yourself that like, no, you are right, that could completely tear someone up. Yeah. I think about 22-year-old me hearing something like that. That's devastating. You take that in and you think that that is you. Because no one's been there being like, no, 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 insecure people just spew out things and don't actually have any accurate people. Yeah, they don't have any accuracy to what they're saying. So don't absorb it at all. You know, it literally is just because they're hurting. Well, I think it's difficult, too, though, because I think that people do come in your life for reasons and that people can act as messengers in your life. You know, so it can be difficult to be like, oh, crap, is this is this person giving me a message from the divine, you know? Yeah, like, like, am I supposed like to learn a lesson from this? Or is this or is this a lesson for me to trust in myself, to know that what I'm thinking and feeling is, is okay to yeah. think and feel? And, you know, the other thing that the cards were talking about was, I noticed they always talk about setting intentions. Yeah. That being a big thing, setting yeah. intentions. And I think that that's also a psychological thing as well, knowing what you want and communicating it clearly and also cognitive dissonance you feel something but you don't act so like let's say i want to lose weight but all of my actions are going towards gaining weight there's Mm -hmm. a cognitive dissonance and it creates anxiety within yourself because you know that you're not acting out the life that you want in your head so setting intentions and saying this is what I want for myself. This is who I am. These are the people that I want to be surrounded with. Mm -hmm. And then doing things in your life to reflect that. Yep. And these are the boundaries that I want in place. You and I had a conversation about that earlier today, how important boundaries are. And a lot of times people do react negatively when you put those boundaries in place. But if you have that gut feeling of, nope, I'm, I'm making the right decision and this is right for me. Even if someone does lash out in the moment, sometimes people are so hesitant because they don't want to have conflict. So they won't stand up for themselves and just keep dealing with it and let it be. No, you shouldn't do that. Like definitely stand up for yourself and definitely speak for yourself. Even if you don't like the reaction that you're getting, it's fine. The only way to get better reactions out of people is to constantly be making people accountable more often. Yeah. I think it's funny too, the way like the way gaslighting works. I mean, when you're telling someone something that they're doing something that you're actually doing. Mm -hmm. And it's funny when they tell you, that you're projecting and it's gaslighting and it's it's such a mind fuck you know it's yeah. like 
you're projecting. No, you're projecting. And yeah. you're projecting that onto me. Like, it's just projection on projection. Yeah. You know? And it's like, wait, hold on. Can we leave? <laughs> Where are we? What are we doing? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think also the important thing with setting intentions is not only knowing what you want, but knowing what you don't want. Yes. I think almost knowing what you don't want might be more important than knowing what you yes. want. Because it can point you in a direction. Like, with my friends, I'm like, oh, I don't want someone who lies to me. I don't want someone who whatever. Yeah. And that can at least steer you towards knowing what you want, you know? Yeah, you're totally accurate. And you should be doing those things. You should be writing them down. You should be speaking them. Because essentially what you're putting out is what you get back. So when you don't do those things, you're leaving that space open for whatever's going to come to you. Yeah, and I feel like it even works just on like a deep psychological level where if you say and if you write down and if you think... And if you have messages that are continuously reiterating that message, then that cognitive dissonance will go away where in your life, you'll start acting on those things. Yeah. Subconsciously, you you will. Those things will come to you and you'll almost be shocked like, oh my gosh, I wanted this and it just showed up. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it's like those little tiny things that you were doing or how you were acting around people were guiding you to that thing. The other thing I want to talk about with tarot is a lot of people are afraid to do tarot readings because they kind of see it as you could make it fit with whatever you want, essentially, in a way you can manipulate it to however you want. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of times what people do is they'll, they'll read their cards and then overanalyze. So they'll go out in the world and the very first person who talks to them, they're like, you're my soulmate kind of thing and just yeah. like run to the extremes. And I feel like that's what gives tarot reading such a bad rep, kind of. Yeah. Well, I think kind of going back to my original point, that kind of confirmation bias, you think something and then you see information that resembles what you think and you're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, see, I was Must right. be it. Yeah. yeah. But I think that I'm aware of those things. But even, like I said before, reading the cards, even with confirmation bias, they're like little reminders. I don't feel like anything in the cards has ever steered me in a way that's dangerous or bad. Right. Everything I've read from the cards, it's like it's trying to steer you in a positive direction. It's trying yeah. to remind you to be your highest, you know, best self. It's trying to remind you of your path. And so even if it is confirmation bias, I think it's still like a positive thing yeah. to practice with and to kind of, like I said, a little therapy session, right? yeah. keeping a little journal and making you kind of reflect on things. And mm-hmm. It keeps you in tune with yourself. And I mean, whatever, if, if it is just confirming your own thoughts, I mean allowing you to kind of figure out where you are at it's like flipping a coin you flip a coin to figure out what you want to eat mm-hmm. let's say you're like okay if i flip on heads i'm gonna get italian food and if i flip on tails i'm gonna get chinese food and then it flips on tails for chinese and you're like oh man then you just realize you really, I really wanted, wanted italian. italian food mm-hmm. i mean the confirmation bias can work the same if you apply that to the tarot cards where you say oh well, this doesn't really apply to me or this applies to me you're kind of figuring out what you think and how yeah. you feel about the situation that you're that you're asking about. You mm-hmm. know, oh, how should I feel about this? And then you're applying all these things to how you feel about it. So it's kind of giving you the answers for yeah. yourself to figure it out. Yeah, it's like it's like inner clarity. Yeah. Like shifting all the pieces in place for yourself. But you already had the answers inside you the whole time. And I feel like that's one of the most beautiful things about tarot is, is it teaches you to trust yourself more. Yeah, and I think especially the traditional deck because... It is a little bit more interpretive. Mm-hmm. You know, it encourages you to look at the card. It encourages you to look at the symbolism and encourages you to interpret it for yourself. Yeah, and it, what thoughts are provoked and what you take from that. Yeah, I mean, it, it does try to tell you to not ignore things that it's telling you. Like, oh, no, I'm just not going to listen to this one particular part of the card. Mm-hmm. But it does encourage you to interpret. Yeah. So we had just tried this where we didn't like the cards that we pulled. 
And so we were like, okay, well, we'll do it again. And of course, same card, first one. And that's just the nature of how tarot yeah. is. You cannot run from the answers that you're and supposed to be getting. There have been some weird things when I've read cards. Like I told you before, I have this other deck. It's an Oracle deck. And mm-hmm. so it's a little bit more storytelling of a deck. I did a reading for myself and I tend to just pull like three cards, like a little past, present, future for myself. But that's what I used to do. Mm-hmm. So I pulled these three cards and a month later I pulled three more and I had two out of the three cards for the same. The present card before was now the past card and the future card was the present card. <laughs> it was just like, that is so yep. weird. And what are the chances there was 50 something cards in the deck? Right. You know? So I think there's like 70 cards in the traditional deck what are the chances you're going to pull two out of three of the cards and the positions of them are going to be reflective of your past reading yeah it's kind of weird it's like when that happens it's okay i'm listening <laughs> like, all right fine <laughs> what are you telling me again <laughs> yeah and some of them like this card that we pulled for you you were like nope doesn't apply i'm not gonna listen to that one and then we get it again when we tried again so it's like shuffled mm-hmm. and it was the same Yep. And it was a reverse too, which I feel like is odd to get the same one and also have it be reversed. Yeah. And the other thing when I was reading this book is really nice because it kind of has a nice introduction to it, but it was talking about abusing the cards, not to abuse the cards. And one Mm -hmm. of the things that it said about abusing the cards is to discard messages that you don't like. Not that you don't think that they apply, because I mean, sometimes things don't apply and doesn't make sense to you. Mm -hmm. So I said it's kind of nice to keep it At the moment. Yeah. Yeah, because you, like you said, you could go back and understand how it all comes together. But if you're just like, no, I don't want to listen to that. I don't like that message. Yeah. There's not, not everything you're going to get from Tara is going to be positive. Like, I mean, they're going to try to sway you. Well, and it's okay to elaborate, right? So like, if you don't understand a card, it's okay to flip a card and be like, okay, can you elaborate on this? To, like, get more clarity, or how would you do that? Yeah, you know, it has examples of spreads that you can do, but I like with tarot, it kind of allows you to create your own spread if Mm -hmm. you want. Or even, you know, yeah, just put one card down. Just ask a question and put one card down, and then you can kind of build on it from there. Me and Susie were doing that earlier. We put down three cards, and then we end up pulling what 15 cards or 12 cards or something like we just kept going because it was like okay well that needs more clarity and it just kept going (laughs) i mean trust your own intuition with it one time i pulled three cards so it was past present future Mm -hmm. and then i pulled two cards in between Mm -hmm. so the actions that i'm taking in between the events okay what's going on or what do i need to do to get from a to b yeah to make sure you're sticking with it let's see there's one other thing i wanted to bring up Oh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, you and I were a little bit confused about this. You started with your Oracle card and then getting the tarot card is a huge difference. Oracle's kind of just all positive little messages. Well, it's more like, it was more storytelling. Like I almost didn't even really need to learn how to read Oracle cards. Mm -hmm. It's a very easy beginner's deck. Yeah. Because I could just read the description. I mean, which I do with tarot cards as well, but you just read the description of the oracle cards and it just tells a little story. Oh, this happened and this is how you feel and blah, blah, blah. It's like a bit more lighthearted rather than getting into the the gritty stuff. The tarot card is more about like symbolism Mm -hmm. and you can kind of interpret the cards and kind of have, I feel like you have to work a little bit more with the tarot cards. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to be more present. The oracle cards also, they're a little bit more loosey goosey. They encourage you to clear your mind while you're shuffling, Mm -hmm. not really ask a specific question and let the cards tell you whatever it is they want to tell you. Yeah. Versus tarot cards want you to set your questions and kind of figure out what it is that you want to answer or what it is that you want read. Reading cards too, I think a lot of people forget. You're doing your reading for your timing in this moment. I could do a reading 
I could walk out the door and then run into someone who completely changes my reading. So your reading is for how you're feeling in this moment with everything that you've collected. Obviously with future stuff that is stuff to come, but also understand it is not set in stone. Yeah. Something could happen that could change any of this. Yeah, I think that's a lot of complaints I hear about psychics and about yeah. tarot readings is, oh, well, what they said didn't come true. And I think that that's a misconception is that your future isn't necessarily set in stone, mm-hmm. that you have different decisions that you can make that can change your future. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not to huge degrees. I mean, I don't But I don't small know, degrees, but you know? At least yeah. like some, yeah. And so you can't say for sure. It's like your destination may be the same, but the road you took and the obstacles on the way could be different. Yeah. But the destination's the same. There was one psychic that I used to go to who I thought was really good. And she didn't read cards. She didn't read my palm. She literally would just hold a possession of mine in her hands. Yeah. And she would just read me. Just feel off of it. Mm -hmm. And she could read all of the energy in my life, the people in my life, like what was going on with me. Stuff in the past, like she would delve into like past lives and stuff. And she could kind of read some things in the future mm-hmm. but most of the stuff that she told me that would happen in the future didn't happen yeah but everything that she told me in the present was accurate crazy spot on yeah yeah like almost yeah. like okay there's no way i didn't tell her any information about right. myself you yeah. know well that's another crazy thing too is people think that you're going to go to a psychic to hear your future that's not the case people who understand that type of work understand that most of it is for healing and most of it is for past and trauma healing to understand Like someone who comes in with tons of anxiety, understanding where all of that comes from, because it may not be in this life that you carry it. It could be in a past life that you're carrying it from. And so it's kind of sifting through those type of murky waters, you know? Yeah. But if you're going for the intent of finding out your future, you might as well just put a coin in a little little machine, you know? Like a a suggestive, like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is the kind of person you are. This is the kind of person you could become. So this looks like the path you'd go on. Yeah. This yeah. is maybe the path that you should take if you yeah. want to become this person. Yeah. And like these things fit you. These things don't fit you, you know? Yeah. I like what you said about just kind of keeping them as little, just little insight, little buffers, little reminders, you know? And I feel a lot of people don't understand that part of it. And so that's why it's kind of just treated the way that it is. But it's a beautiful art. It really is. And once you learn to understand the symbolism you don't just see it in the cards. You start to see it in your everyday life. You know what I mean? Like there's been moments where I, when I was younger, I used to live off signs all the time. I left the grocery store one time and there was, I want to say like 15 feet this way, there's $5 on the ground. This way is the way that I normally go to go home. But I saw the $5 on the ground that way. So I went that way. And then there was a hobo fight that broke out literally two seconds later. And so <laughs> Small little things like that. where Girls I'm like, like, go towards the $5. Exactly, exactly. And I feel small little things like that, when you're connected and you pay attention, those things happen more often and you're more attuned to them. Where people who are extremely disconnected, I feel like a lot of depressions come from people who are extremely disconnected and you're not paying attention to the things that are around you. I feel like you're feeling a heavy energy because you're not part of what you're supposed to be a part of. It's like you unplugged yourself almost. You know what I mean? You're not paying attention to all of these things that are here to help you yeah. because you're only focusing on whatever it is that's holding you down. Yeah. Yeah, I think that you said the thing about the $5. I guess that's kind of always how I thought about cards and why they've never, like, scared me or I've never really thought of it as, like, this dark magic or anything really intimidating. Yeah. Because I've always kind of believed in signs, too, and I think some of it has been a little bit overly so for mm-hmm. me that, you know, as a child, like, as an adult, I'm like, 
okay, if I see something on the clock, it doesn't always have to be whatever. It's not always you know. this, yeah. Yeah, but that's if their I... license plate is 666, it does not mean I'm going <laughs> to die. <laughs> well, like, I remember I would always apply it to, like, the guys that I liked, you know, like, yeah. I would, was be like, why do I always see the man that I have, a, or the, the boy, yeah. that I have a crush on's name everywhere? It means I'm going to marry him. Like, it's because you're paying attention you know. to it. That's kind of how I always interpreted the cards, is little messages, little yeah. reminders, little signs mm-hmm. from whatever it is up there that's giving yeah. you signs you and know? like things to be aware of and it's almost like you're your little friends it's like cool we got your back don't worry because <laughs> what's going to be thrown at you <laughs> and i think yeah just like i said divine messages trusting in yourself and mm-hmm. setting your intentions and yep. listening to yourself yeah and, and when you hear yourself truly sitting and listening to yourself And listening to yourself also means when you have days that you're tired, listen to yourself. Rest. There's nothing to be ashamed of if you have a day where you're like, nope, I cannot get out of bed. I need rest. That's literally your body telling you that you need it. So take it. And if you spend that entire time being guilty about it, you're not resting. Yeah. So you're doing what it is you want to do, but making yourself feel so guilty about it that you're essentially not doing it. And now it's more detrimental to yourself. Just accept what needs to happen for yourself. Accept it. Do it. Put guardrails around that. You know, if you need to call out of work for a day because you need to be in bed, do it. Yeah. Like, fucking do it. Yeah, I think being honest with the people around you is really important as well. You may think that it's going to sound silly or sad or pathetic for you to say, hey, I need to go home today, you know, blah, blah, blah is happening. In reality, I think people appreciate honesty, Yeah. you know, and just telling people what's up and what's going on Mm -hmm. with you yep i think it's endearing too because then it makes other people feel more human we've all met individuals who are just so overwhelmingly strong and powerful and just handle everything and you're like fuck how the hell do they do that and it's because they don't really express all of the things that are weighing on them they just keep pushing through it but then when they meet someone who's like hey i need i need to take some time for me it makes it more acceptable for them to take time for them too so it's just cohesively taking care of yourself reminds other people it's okay to take care of yourself too yeah and we need to be doing that because we're kind of seeing the effects right now of a society of people who are just not not living their truth not doing what they need to do for them living for i don't know i feel like most people right now are living for drinking and just whatever 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 but it's not anything that's fulfilling it's not anything that's their path yeah yeah all pleasure seeking moments if you were to ask them hey what's your what's your dream what do you actually want to pursue it takes people a minute to actually think about it because they don't consider those things and and you should be you know and i feel when you're connected with yourself and you're connected with doing things like tarot and all of that stuff it helps bring you onto that playing field where it's like hey this is your life so run it own it do it the universe has your back as long as you are moving going and being positive you know yeah going back to talking about oh what you don't want versus what you do want Mm -hmm. i almost think it might be more important to think about what you don't want rather than what you do want only because if you always talk about what you want maybe you might close yourself off to things you don't know you you didn't realize that you wanted Yeah. yeah versus if you just tell yourself well, I know I don't want that and I don't want that you're only closing off the things that you for sure know that you yeah can't should not have in your life yep that's totally true when they tell you write down a list of everything that would be your ideal significant other or whatever most people do go I like this or they go for physical features mm-hmm. or a career type or a type of lifestyle that they have but you're right they don't they don't write down things that they don't want and it is more important to write down the things you don't want because you're absolutely right you don't want to cut yourself off for any type of potential because you don't know what you don't know yeah I think that that's what I'm worried about for myself is 
focusing too hard on an idea in my Making, head of what you I want. You want the perfect something, so if it's yeah. not perfect, then, um, excuse me, no, I'm looking for this. Yeah, you don't fit into this mold, so Yeah, and it's sorry. like, well, sorry, but uh, this actually doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> well, it does, but it's in purple, and you didn't want purple, so I don't know what to do for you but about that. Again, <laughs> it's that debate. But do I continue just to trust in myself, you know, and in my, my desires that this thing is out there, or do I open myself up to things that I'm not quite sure about, you know? Yeah. I definitely think it's more important to open yourself up and be open and available, even if you aren't fully sure, as long as you're in a place where you feel safe. Obviously, if you're your gut feeling, you're like, oh, something feels a little weird or a little scary. Yeah. Listen to that. But if you're not feeling that, and don't confuse that with anxiety either, because sometimes people will confuse it with anxiety and be like, mm, I need to, I, no, I need to go home. I feel anxiety. Yeah. Doesn't you feel anxiety right. because you're excited. You, you're feeling anxiety because you're about to do something. So don't let it take you out of what you're about to do. Be excited for what you're about to do still. And please, please, please don't confuse anxiety with fear because then you're going to let that fear create doubt in you and all of that's going to take you out of living in the moment. It's going to take you out of listening to your intuition. We were talking about spirits earlier. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like spirits could influence what the cards are saying to you? Kind of like mess with them? Possibly. It would make sense because if you have a Ouija board, that's influencing. Yeah. I think that if you set your intents properly, my suggestion and what I do whenever I start tarot, I have my steps. So I lay down something red. Red is your base. Mm -hmm. That's your base chakra. And then I'll do my spread on there. I'll light incense. I'll do San Paulo because I have it. If you don't already have it, I wouldn't go buy it because it's kind of being over harvested right now. Is that, I think, is that the, supposed to be really cleansing? Yeah. Yeah. So San Paulo cleanses and replaces energy. Yeah. Because it has a scent in it. I think that the my book was recommending it, but was saying if you didn't, incense would be just yeah. fine. So it's not necessary, and it is being over-harvested. So I suggest if you don't have it, don't go buy it. But if you have sage, sage is cleansing. A lot of people forget that if you just sage a room, you're not filling the space back up. If you sage it, you've cleansed it, but now it's open. So anything can jump in. When you do sage, and then you spray rose water, you light an incense, anything like that, you've cleansed the area, and now you've filled the area back up. Right. You're not just leaving it open for anything to, okay. Exactly. And a lot of people make the mistake of cleansing their home, but they don't refill it. And I've had friends before who are like, I don't know what's happening. I keep cleansing my home, but I just still feel something. And I'm like, you're not filling it back up. So you are clearing it, but you're not telling it what needs to be there. So anything can jump in. Yeah. And that's based off your energies that you've been putting off. So, you know, you got to check yourself on that. Yeah. Sun Paulo, sage, rose water, all of that stuff. I would put down a good base for yourself, preferably red, light your incenses. I always think it's a good practice to call upon your spirit guides. Everyone has spirit guides. It could be souls from that are connected, your, your soul family, essentially, is what it is. There's a few, you can hop on YouTube for meditative practices if you want to get more in touch with your spirit guides. And that's just meditation, so you can sit and kind of just visualize, because it just helps you connect better. Mm-hmm. By doing that, you're essentially creating a safe space with the energies that know you right so if you do your tarot spread and you call upon your spirit guides you're essentially creating your safe space if you don't do that then i don't know if you're leaving the space open for anything maybe if you already have an energy in your house it could be playing with you you're going to kind of have to feel that out as your own individual self because i i i can imagine there's probably some i've been in some homes where i walk in the door and i'm immediately uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because i can just feel the negative energy I would never do a tarot spread in that home. Yeah. So it's going to be one of those things where you just have to feel it out. Yeah. I would definitely say it is possible that someone could interfere negatively on your spread if you don't make sure your, your space and your intent is 
set properly. Yeah. Once you're done and complete with your tarot, I always put it all back and I'll just say thank you to whatever power it is that you chose to use. Make sure you express gratitude for all of that. Yeah. And I think as long as you're doing all of those practices, you're not going to invite anything that's negative or harming or anything like that. Not that it's common. I don't think that just doing... Well, actually, no, I wouldn't say that. I would say if you were just some random person who had no idea about tarot, you went and picked up a deck and you just started throwing down cards, not expressing gratitude, not any of this, I would say you are probably leaving yourself open to having just negative energies start to attract to you depending on your personality type. Yeah. I mean, that just kind of... Kind of sets the tone. Yeah, it sets the tone and it kind of goes along with anything. You know, if you have any type of thing that you're planning for yourself, you want to make sure you plan it properly. Yeah. So plan it properly. I feel like though with tarot, you know, it almost, it kind of tells you to maybe just even shuffle the cards and put your energy into your cards mm-hmm. and so sometimes I, I don't necessarily take it to like that formal extent but I'll mm-hmm. just be like sitting on my bed and like yeah. shuffling my cards. your deck is yours so you are in your home you're in your safe space these cards are yours you're good if you were to take it to someone else's home yeah do all of those things cleanse and because mm-hmm. you don't know what energy you're entering into and you don't know what you're going to bring back yeah If you were to take it somewhere, what I would do is get even be just like a red handkerchief. I have mine wrapped in like a little piece of a red sheet, and that's what I store them in. Wrapped in that, and then I keep them just in a dark place when I'm not using them. Yeah. Which can be in your dresser or whatever. But yeah, just when you're in your own home, it is your home, your safe space. If you're comfortable not doing all of those things, just listen to yourself. Mm -hmm. You get those things when it's not right. There's some people who are more interested in paranormal stuff. Those are going to be the people who need to be more careful about setting things properly. Yeah. Because they, they might be more inviting to it. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're excited about paranormal stuff, the TV turns on randomly and you're like, oh, that's scary. If you're yeah. all excited about it, that energy is like, oh, she sees me. This Instead is exciting. Instead of like, oh, there's something up with my TV right now. Right. Yeah. Right. Or being like me where it's like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. yeah. And then they leave and they don't come back. So, yeah. it's, you know, you have to kind of decide how you want to have all of that be for yourself. Anything else on tarot that you wanted to... Really fast, just the most fun thing for me about learning the cards has been just finding the ones that resonate with me, finding my favorites. So I encourage that with someone who's trying to learn tarot, finding a card that they're like, oh, I really love this card, or this card represents me. Or, mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you pull it, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that card. Yeah. You know, and then the other cards will kind of, like, start to follow along as well, and you'll be able to remember what they mean, and you'll be able to read more fluidly yeah. for yourself and for other people. Yep. And your deck definitely starts to recognize the more you use them. It recognizes how you read the cards, and it recognizes what thoughts are provoked. Cards work the same as crystals do. The more you handle them, the more you appreciate, the more you show gratitude. It's like a best friend, you know? If you don't spend time with them, they're not your friend. If you spend time with them, they're your friend. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of tarot. It's a lot of fun. I think that it's a great practice if you're looking just for a little bit of insight. And like Becca said, it is, it is a therapy session in a lot of ways. Sometimes I feel like when you go into therapy sessions, you're not always open to speaking everything. But when it's just you and your cards, there's no one there to judge you. Yeah. It is literally just you and your cards. So you can be totally transparent. No one else's ears but your own. So, Yeah. Cool. <laughs>